When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, everybody. Hey, welcome back. It is December 1st. That means that we are in the thick of it for college hoops right now. And this is Courtside with Christine Gabe right here on the Her Hoop Stats Podcast Network. I am Christy Winter Scott, joined as always by my guy, Gabe Ibrahim. Gabe, it's been a month of Sundays, it seems. Yes. Since we have broken down some college hoops, but so much has happened in the last couple of weeks, which has been crazy. Where do you want to start? Because we can go in a lot of different directions so it's with also, all the upsets and all of the uh, situation chips. It's also high school basketball season, which is like is. the big reason why we've struggled to find time. Uh, but now we, we're going to we're going to find some time. Today's yeah. like going to be a little short, but we're going to we're going to get back into it now. Uh, we just have so much exciting stuff going on, especially on Christie's end. Uh, I'm more concerned with just like uh, the various high schools around us that we're playing. I just can constantly think about the high schools in the area. But Christy has exciting stuff. I don't know if you want to talk about it here. Um, and not just tell people what's going on. I will. I will just for like, I'll take 10 seconds or yeah, 20 seconds. Um, because this is a, an abbreviated edition of Courtside with Christy and Gabe. But I will say that um, I want to give a huge shout out of respect uh, for the opportunity to be the new director for Virginia Elite Girls Basketball. And if you know me at all, um, you wouldn't ask me, do I miss coaching? Because you just wouldn't ask me that. <laughs> because you would just know. Okay. Um, but for those of you who don't know, um, I love the game. Obviously, um, the tactical side of it is very intriguing for me, the mental gymnastics of it all. However, um, to be able to be a director and to influence the culture. Um, I was at a, um, 
was it called deal makers event yesterday in dc with a lot of like billionaires and all this stuff so it's just like i've been incredibly motivated even more so than i already was um just hearing um, what it takes to be successful. I don't care what it is, if it's a team uh, or whatever, individual, I don't know, like whatever success means for you um, is what I want it to mean for these girls. So I'm just electrified, thrilled, um, beyond grateful uh, for the opportunity to impact uh, the lives of these young girls um, who are going to be hooping. So there'll be some tactical parts of it, but it'll be mostly cultural and let them know like the, the blueprint to success for them. And it's gonna be different for each one, but whatever they gravitate to, I want that to be um, what drives them daily. Um, when they wake up, I want it to be on their mind. When they go to sleep, I want it to be on their mind. And I want them to be goal-oriented, goal-getters. I want them to be fired up about success. And for me, um, the one quote that I'll, I'll end this whole um, soliloquy with is, uh, I heard this quote yesterday, and uh, someone said, uh, culture is strategy, uh, eats strategy for lunch. Culture eats strategy for lunch. And so you can have all the strategy you want, but if you don't have the right mindset, the right culture ingrained in your mind and in your heart, you're not going to make it. So I just, uh, I'm going to pass that along <laughs> on here and everywhere else. Cause I just thought that was very strong. Well, as one of the people that knows you and knows how much you miss coaching, I was very excited to see that you're going to oh. be a part of, um, you know, these these young girls' basketball journeys. I think it's going to be great for them. It's going to be great for you. Uh, and I'm excited to be around. There's a great oh. uh, basketball program here in Northern Virginia, turning out a lot of good talent, including yeah. some some kids that we know uh, yeah. around here that that are pretty good. That are, that are okay. Yeah, that yeah. Got some talent. Um, but speaking of culture, I think that's where we should start. Let's go. I think we should get right into it and talk about South Carolina because <gasps> here about? we are again. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, I think there's so much talent in this program and there's been so much talent in this program that you can kind of lose the fact of just the culture that's been built. You know, this, yeah. is, this is now being handed down. Mm -hmm. And this is what you hear from players that are in great programs, right? You know, whether it's football, whether it's baseball, anything, any yeah. good college program, you have the seniors passing it down to the freshmen and then the freshmen bringing that up through the years. And, and you're seeing that now with South Carolina. I mean, now yeah. you have, you, they do have a transfer, a big transfer in Tina Papa, we could talk more about, but Cardoso, Raven Johnson, the, mm -hmm. the foundations have been there with Aaliyah Boston, with the, the freshies from last year. And they, they soaked all that in and now yeah. they're putting it back out. Got off to a great start this season. And they're looking the part of the, the same team we've seen uh, for the past, let's say three, five years maybe at, just at the top of college basketball and, yeah. and this is after losing you know the best or one of the best players in the country yeah. in Aaliyah Boston and the yeah. WNBA rookie of the year along with a bunch of other great players so it's just amazing to see how well they yeah. started off this season well culture starts at the top right and Dawn Staley is that right she's at the top um and for her to have uh two titles already collegiately as a head coach and all of the gold medals along the way um, and to run the gamut as a, a collegiate player at UVA and go to several final fours, but then to put the cherry on top of all of that by winning um, gold medals and, and titles in uh, at South Carolina on the collegiate level. So I just have to, you know, tip, tip my hat as I always do for John Staley in, in terms of what she's teaching these young women. And it goes back to what I just said about how 
it's more than the tactical side of things. However, the tactical side is very sound. <laughs> Let's not skip over that and just think it works it's all, well. you know, roses and rainbows out here. No, it's it's definitely a cultural situation at South Carolina when it comes to expectations. And I heard one of Dawn's comments after the game and you know, um, one of her highly touted freshmen. <laughs> well, I, I don't know if I should call her name or not, but I think everyone knows. If I mean, they she could... said it in the press conference. I don't think it's any reason we can't talk oh, about okay. it. Okay. Well, go ahead and bust it out, Gabe. Uh, Michaela Full Wiley, right? Yeah. This, she didn't get that many. Uh, how many minutes did she play in this last game? I think it was less than 15. And I can get, I, I kind of think I know the reason, but go ahead. Say what you're, say you're going to say. She played uh, three minutes in the last game against North Carolina. Oh, three. Wow. Okay. Listen. Yeah. She said, if you're not playing well, then you have to come out and let somebody else mm -hmm. play well. And I was like, well, shoot, Preach. that's <laughs> the way it should be. That's the way it should be. And kids aren't going to like that. But guess what? I bet the next game they play, she's going to play out of her mind because she's motivated by that bench. And I'm telling you, and you can say what you want to say and like, oh, that's mean or, oh, that's, you know, mentally, that's tough on the kid. Listen, what's tough on the coach is having the expectations laid out and them not being met. And it's not that they haven't met them before. It's just that day they're not up to par for what the team needs from them. So there has to be accountability. You know what's <laughs> tough mentally? Losing. Thank you. Losing is tough mentally. That's Why are we going to lose? That part. Well, and, and so here's – so to, she didn't play, and I'm going to tell you, I, I think the reason why is turnovers. She's a freshman in college. She's going to turn the ball over a ton. Yeah. It's a really tight game. And, yeah. and we, I, I keep, we can get into this North Carolina game. Yeah. Super tight game. game. Tense environment. Mm -hmm. Very tense environment. And the only, like, really what North Carolina was getting was all in transition. I'll look at the numbers to make sure. I'm, but, like, when I was watching in the second half, there was a lot more transition possessions for North Carolina. That's how they got a lot of their points. So you they can't did. give up turnovers. You yeah. And, and there's just a let there's a lesson in that for a player. And it's not, it, it really isn't, I don't think, Dawn trying to send a message. No. It's Dawn trying to win a basketball. Win. Yeah. You know, it's not about the message. Hey, maybe it does send the message of, hey, don't turn the ball over, take the take better care of it, yada yada. Yeah. But the point is to win. And I think it was it was the right decision because obviously they Agreed. pulled it out and, and their guard play was amazing. Agreed. And I think, you know, you say what you want to say. And whoever is saying something against that move has never coached. That's what yeah. I'm going to say. Oh, absolutely. You got to consider the source on the comments that are, are not for that move. And for me, having coached and you're coaching, you understand that sometimes you have to make those tough decisions. And it may not be. It might, you might look at that kid and that kid is like sulking or pouty or whatever. But the team, after you make that move, is progressing yep. towards a win. So you got to go big picture. As a coach, you got to go big picture. And Dawn did it the right way and got the dub. And and that was a tough win. I mean, Carolina's in the top 25. What are they, 18? I believe they were 18. Yeah, yeah they were 18. Yeah. I mean. It was a solid it's a, squad. It's a solid. It's a, It was a really tense win, too. Like, it wasn't. It was. It didn't feel like, and this is actually a good point about South Carolina. I want to bring up, like, I feel like in the past it kind of felt like a steamroller, like it was just like a matter of time before they get going and then yeah. they run you over. I didn't feel like that in this game. I think yeah. you know, I think North Carolina was able to hang with them, and North Carolina is super physical. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but if you look at the um, the Elite Eight game from two years ago, yeah, yeah, yeah. say right, yeah. 
that was a steam. That was Aaliyah Boston, Cardoso, just steamrolling North yeah. Carolina because of their size. In this game, North Carolina was able to stick around because it's a very different South Carolina squad. So it, right. it is going to be different. I don't think it's going to be so much of a, this team's just so dominant. I wouldn't be surprised if they dropped maybe a couple of SEC games. But they certainly seem like a team that can be in the national championship conversation, can get back to the Final Four, mm-hmm. all of those things. And I think because it's because they're they're adjusting to their talent. You know, so they have Aaliyah Boston for four years. Yeah, She's amazing. You build the offense around you build everything around. Everything I was gonna say defense too. Every everything's built around yeah. Aaliyah Boston. You have a bunch of other great players, but sure. it's all built around the best. And now in this season, you know, I think one of the thoughts I had coming in was like, I don't think you can do that with Camilla Cardoso. Because I don't not that right. she's not a great player, just not the type of for sure. Not not the same talent and not the same sort of offensive skill set. So now mm-hmm. you have to sit here and say, okay, how do we change? Well, they're changing by taking and making more threes. They just have better three-point shooters. They are more uh, willing to go outside in and get threes rather than inside out. But then they right. still have that inside presence. So they're still, it's not like a huge jump in the percentage of their shots coming from three this year. It's more so just a, t- a tiny tick up in the field goal, like the number that they're taking. Right, yeah. And then a high, a big jump in the percentage. Right. They're being more efficient from three, and they're still getting in the paint. And they just have, they just have I mean, like, you know, it's it must be nice that Fine. you can sit there and say, we, we're not going to play someone like Malaysia for Wiley, right? I like, know. that's a, that's also a testament to their talent. So Absolutely. I, I think we're, we're right back uh, kind of where we were with South Carolina. Maybe not as dominant, but still one of if not the best team in the country yeah no doubt and you know and i agree with that like if you can afford to take someone like that off the floor and still win that's that's a lot um but that does speak to again the accountability piece and the culture but when you were talking about Aaliyah boston obviously not being there and graduating being the um rookie of the year in the WNBA and an a plus analyst by the way Mm -hmm. salute um but with that you know teams that or, or opponents that played against South Carolina when they had Aaliyah Boston, the, the scheme on defense was different. Oh, so yeah. now everyone has to come in a different way, right? So the opponents are going to play you differently because there is no Aaliyah Boston out there. So now South Carolina has, has seen um, the nuances of that and they've been able to make the proper adjustments, whether that's personnel wise whether that's schematically uh, or attitudinally, whatever. Um, I just think it's interesting to see that as well, right? So it's not just what Aaliyah Boston brought to the team offensively and defensively. It's what other teams brought to them because Mm -hmm. of Aaliyah Boston that has also changed this year in her absence. So I think it's very intriguing to look at it all the way through and um, delve into that a little bit and, and see what those exact changes are that teams are doing against South Carolina that are different because of Boston's absence. Yeah, I mean, I think off the top of my head, I would say you don't need like eight players in the paint. <laughs> you don't need all all of them. You probably still need two because of Cardoso, but you could take at least one other person out. I mean, it, it, when it was last Except. season, it felt like you needed three in the paint at the very Easy. Got it and up if the you line. Someone who could who could guard the the dribble drive from the pinch post. Yeah. It was like, that's another problem. So now you're going to need a fourth person. So it was like yeah. using your whole defense just to keep them out of the paint. Yes. And, and they still could get in. So this year, I would say that's probably the only thing that uh, jumps to the top of my head. You don't have to quite pack the paint as much. But right. It seems like 
uh, it doesn't seem like there's a lot more pick and roll stuff. Uh, it just seems like they're cutting a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not doing. They're not getting quite as much off the offensive glass, which makes sense. Right. Um, it, their four right is usually um, Chloe Kitts. I call her yeah. Chloe C. Um. I love <laughs> Chloe, and she was she was with that um, the Elite Twenty Four two years ago. Oh yeah. In, in Chicago, and Raven um, was down there this year helping coach and everything like that. So it's like I love seeing them perform the way they're performing, you know, after seeing them as players and coaches uh, in the summer and stuff. It's really cool. I, I call her Khaleesi because of the blonde hair. You call Khaleesi, her what? Khaleesi from Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. She's got, she got the hair. She does. Uh, I can't be the first person who's called her that. No. But, she, but so she she's uh, she's more of a shooter, uh, more of a more of a perimeter-oriented threat. I don't want to say she's it's like a more better perimeter threat than Aaliyah Boston because that's right. Yeah. I mean, she's pretty shifty inside, you know, and she's lanky, um, and she has the ability to finish in there. You know, she has counter moves inside a little bit, so she's a little, you know, she's a little slinky in there with with her game. But um, yeah, I think the balance is definitely different, like what you were talking about, the threes and yeah. um, the high volume of threes um, that are being taken and made uh this season by them i think is a a different a, a different dynamic definitely a different dynamic um for them <laughs> tongue twister but um but yeah i'm excited to see um once the conference season begins which is going to be right around the corner um i know they've had i mean that game against north carolina was the um sec acc challenge which had been um the ACC Big Ten, Big Ten. Uh, but I I love the matchups. Yeah, it's really fun. This is, I this love is the matchups. Yeah, and Notre Dame. How about them coming yeah. back from sixteen? I mean, these games are you know much needed, and I wish more of them were on TV over the Thanksgiving break because there were some blockbuster oh. matchups that you know if you didn't stream it, you weren't going to see it. And I'm like, oh man, we gotta Flow we gotta hoops. fix that. Flow hoops. We need to end the the. Reign of terror, flow hoops. Um, no offense to anybody. At no flow offense. Hoops. But I'm just saying we don't. We we're we're uh, we're beyond the capabilities of flow hoops. Regardless, South Carolina, good basketball team. Oh wait, no, I want. I want. Wait, 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 oh, I said one. I said one. Tina Powpow because she's. Oh yes. Out of her mind at the moment. Uh, so 14 points, uh, five rebounds, four assists against yeah. a, a steal. Also a great celly. You've probably seen it on Twitter. Um, yeah. when she hit the like game ceiling three, <laughs> and then <laughs> I love it. You know, I love that. I was like, get it, girl. She, oh, wait, she, she like celebrated with the teammate and then she waited for, I don't even, I think it was like, I don't know who it was. I don't know what guard it was. Um, came by from North Carolina and she goes, three, three. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's cool. That's a lot. I mean, she's fired up, man. She's a fireball. She's she, a competitive spirit that they needed, right? They yeah. needed that well, extra. So okay. they, they lose Zaya Cook, right? And I think yeah. she's that Zaya is that type of player, right? Fire intensity. Yeah. Yeah. So hey, Tahina's not as as shifty. She's not quite as good at getting to the rim mm-hmm. necessarily. Well, not quite as good as finishing in the mid range. Getting to in her traffic. shot in the yeah, getting to her shot in the mid range. Yeah. Zaya's better. But Tahina right now shoot the cover off the ball. I mean, yes. it doesn't it doesn't quite matter what else she's doing. She's taking five point six threes a game. She's taking fifty three point six percent of them. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. I can't. I I I should have looked this up beforehand, but I can't. I can't remember. A, you, you're not shooting fifty percent. No. Six threes a game. No. No. If, 
she needs to take more. Yeah. This is, all, this is the point, right? If you're shooting, if you're shooting above 45% from three, you need to take more threes. Take them. You need to take more threes. Take them if you're making them. That's what yeah. I said. I just wanted to shout her out because I thought, you know, her performance is great. The numbers yeah. are amazing. And she just brings a complete, a, a different dynamic, but the same she sort of attitude. Going back to that culture piece, fits into the culture. Yes. Maybe, maybe didn't fit into the last system, but fits into this system. And that's Absolutely. what a great coach does. So good, good on Dawn. Great job, Absolutely. You love to see it. And she's hooping. And, you know, just keep that train rolling. Keep going. <laughs> uh, to Let's go to a slightly more dramatic uh, uh, SEC team. Um, I, I can't, I mean, I know you guys don't know who we're talking about at the moment. Who could we possibly be? Who, who could <laughs> have Let's talk about the LSU Tigers. Uh, oh. I guess the bedazzled, I, I, bedazzled like jackets maybe just bring about more drama. Um, or maybe it's, it's maybe it's though. a, maybe it's a function of playing, uh, <laughs> in a, in a Kim Mulkey system, but there was drama. Obviously, I think everyone again here has heard about it. Uh, Angel Reese missed four games about two weeks. She was away from the team um, for per, well personal reasons, I guess, was the official cause. And then yeah. the other last night after she Angel Reese came back against Virginia Tech, played great. We'll talk about that. Um, Mulkey said it was locker room issues. Uh, Angel said she needed to reset and refocus. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I was waiting to see what, what else you were going to say, man. I'm all right. People no keep asking to, me. No, I'm absolutely like, no shade to Eddie. Oh, and Kateri Poole is not on the team anymore. That's just like a. Which we. Can we talk about that part? Where's Kateri? What's, so, what happened, man? And I know, I mean, it's not uncommon for people to wonder what is happening, right? And to be in the profession of being uh, a question asker. <laughs> um and and for that to be part of your due diligence as a professional in your craft right to ask the pertinent questions and not just show up to the game and and just look over there as a you know as a fan and say oh Kateri's yeah. not there and jump ball and move well, ahead they, like in fairness they have been asking Mulkey about I know any, but any and everything she's I, not answering that's what I'm saying but like why 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 isn't there an answer coming for for that and i understand protecting your players and we coach so i i would protect my players to the nth degree trust and believe but and not that we need to know every single screaming detail uh but i just think it's it's fair you know it's fair as a coach to protect your kids right mm -hmm. but it's also fair as a media member to ask questions so where's there the middle line where there well, could think, be some kind of answer that suffices what is necessary to complete the job of a media member. So, mm. I don't know. I, here, and here, I'm not right, wrong. So on here's, here's my thing. At me if you want to, but that's just how I feel, period. Here, so, here's my thing. And like, maybe, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm not like, a, I, I don't do like the journalism. Most of that. I, I talk about the trades, but that's not my, I, that, I don't do a whole journalism thing. But here's, here's what I'll say. But I care about Kateri. Like what? I care about Kateri. Okay. Too. Like, but also like in life, and I've said this before on here, you're mm -hmm. only as good as your options. Mm -hmm. So your op for for Moki here, her options are don't say anything, and what are the repercussions? There's zero repercussions. 
for her not to do that because she just won a national championship. No, she's not gonna get in trouble at the school. She's not. She's rich. She's not gonna get. She, so it's like, as a journalist, I think you're sitting there saying, "Well, I can continue asking this question, and continue making her mad, or I could just kind of wait and hope that someone something comes out from a different source later that I can get to." So I understand from from the journalist perspective, and I also understand from Mulkey's perspective because, like, hey, you can't force me to say like. This is not a congressional hearing. <laughs> I, mean, I did not take an oath. No. If I was, right, if I was Kim Mulkey's lawyer, she would have done exactly what she did. Maybe and you would have said that was right. You would have said that was good. Well, a little less sass, but I would say, you know, if you could be a little nicer about it, that'd be great. <laughs> but you know, I, hey, I, I can't, I can't knock Mulkey's, uh, uh, whatever her whole thing, but yeah, yeah. What, I'm not, I, I can't, if I'm, if, I, if I'm the, I don't want to say anything. If I don't have to say anything, I'm not going to. Because then it's a, it is a personal issue if it's like, it whatever is. happened. Whatever happened in the locker room, whether it's between K Kateri and Angel, or whether it was just those two, or whatever, is those two together. What, whatever happened, we don't know. Um, I get it. <sighs> I, want, I would try not to, I would try to say as little as possible in the nicer, in a nicer kind way. <laughs> nicer so. manner. If you're kind, if you're nice about it, people are gonna. They may still continue to ask you, but then you say, "No, I'm good." No wow, Change the I subject. get that too, and I have not been in that position to have a situation like that happen. Thank goodness. Uh, however, uh, having known Kateri Poole when yeah. she was a student athlete at Ohio State, mm -hmm. right? I mean, is she good? Like, is she okay? Where is she? Um, as a human, we're not even talking basketball. Mm -hmm. We're talking about is she as a young person who is just on your team, who is no longer on the team, is she okay? Right. And if you can't, like, what if someone posed the question to her that way and she said, I'm not answering that either? I wouldn't like that. E I, I don't know. Yeah. Like, because I have a previous, like, interaction with Kateri. Yeah. And I actually care about who she well, hopefully is. Hopefully someone like, has her number. Who they are. Someone, someone should text Kateri. Um, Say it again. Someone should text Kateri and see what she, I know. she's up to. But I just hope Kateri's good. That's all. I mean, at the end of the day, it's unfortunate that she's not on the team anymore. Man, they don't win the national championship last year without her. No. No. So, I mean, I, I hope Kateri's good. At the end of the day, like whether Kim speaks on it or not. My my whole thing is I hope she's good, uh, and I know she's probably devastated not yeah. being on the team. Yeah, I know Kateri, man. I, she's built like I mean, she's like she's got fire in there, man. She's God. well, the fire a little too much. You ever? I, I'm not. We don't know what happened. We don't know what happened. Do you ever see on Chappelle's show when keeping it real goes wrong? Oh yeah. I think there's a definite when keeping it real goes wrong situation that happened at some point between any of the any of the parties in the above. group. Regardless, we we could we could leave the drama uh, for for a moment here and just talk about the basketball because it, it you know yeah. L, it turns out LSU's pretty good still. Um, and I should have mentioned this earlier. I forgot about her bracketology that Megan Gower put together. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. She I, I maybe I'll stick a thing in the beginning of this also to say to talk about it because. Uh, she she did a really good job of getting together all the teams, and it's a whole field. So LSU is a four seed um, in the Portland 2 region, which is UCLA's region. So 
uh, still really a good basketball team. Actually, I think they should probably end up being higher than four. They're still seven in the country. And they yeah. just beat Virginia Tech 82-64. Um, yeah, that was a big win. Big, big W. Yeah. Uh, they held the best offense in the ACC to a 94.2 offensive rating, which is bad. Uh, Elizabeth Kitley fouled out. And that was, that was pretty much all Angel Reese. I'm pretty sure she actually drew all five of those fouls. Yeah. Because um, she drew eight fouls overall in this game, had 19 points, nine rebounds, six of them on the offensive glass. Mm-hmm. And just like, uh, you know, one of those games from her that we've seen before, kind of saw in last year's Final Four, where she just kind of, you know, just wears you down with the fouls, the offensive rebounds, that that paint presence. And yeah. then, um, you know, Michaela Williams, the freshman, for LSU had 20 points, mostly right. from mid-range. Seven of nine from mid-range. Seven seven shots out of the mid-range. Difference maker. Yeah. And Anissa Morrow. And Anissa Morrow, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know what her stats were in the Virginia Tech game, but in one of those games where Angel was out, didn't she have 37? Yes, she did. <laughs> Over the I holiday did, break? I yeah. forget about her having 37. Yeah. I mean, they have Morrow and Van Lith. I mean, I don't know. Like, Van Lith, I, I'm trying to... Ooh, that Virginia game was super interesting, actually. If Virginia Tech. It was no, it was Virginia. So actually, that, oh, the Virginia game. Got yeah, it. in the in uh, Thanksgiving week they played Virginia. That's where Anise had the thirty-seven points. But but LSU struggled, and Virginia's good. Like, yeah. Virginia's a tough basketball team. That's yeah. a good. That's a good tough basketball hey, team. <laughs> hey, uh, they're 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 taking on that that attitude that I think she wants in Virginia. But LSU yeah. struggled a lot without Angel in that game. Yeah. Um, and so they get to get it together here was huge, but I think Flage had like the gain ceiling offensive rebound in that she game. Did. She had another like five offensive rebounds in this game. That dog in there. Yeah, she's a monster, man. She's a monster. But I just I don't know, like what do you think of the the um their rhythm, chemistry, cadence, like with all the new pieces. And now with Angel back, like they they probably needed those four games, right? To Yeah continue to develop that with the angels presence there but what do you they're see behind moving the forward for them they're behind the eight ball for sure right i mean like they, they were behind the eight ball coming into the season because of all the transfers yeah. and all that yes. and angel you know clearly there was problems coming into the season if like, yeah you're suspending some or whatever happened oh, whatever yeah happened happened mm-hmm. that second game or first game of the season in a game where you get you know not blown out but like beat pretty bad by Colorado like they they eights and Colorado kind of is like a perfect matchup for LSU but just like you clearly have problems coming into the season right so they're definitely behind the eight ball I think that's Haley Van Lith hasn't um popped much this season I'd say like she she hasn't gotten into the rhythm yet and I think she's trying to play a little bit that's a different role for her too it is Uh, I think Angel you know she when you play with her now it's really different for morrow because she loves to post up she loves to get in the paint and it's mm-hmm. like you're not really playing it, that's a different role for you too and the only person that's in kind of like just a perfect role is michaela williams because all she has to do is get offensive rebounds and put up from the mid-range you know ta- attack a close-up pull up from the mid-range that's why she's having such an efficient season even, right even with all the ups and downs like she's been able to keep steady so I don't know. I mean, I think Flage is, is keeping them in it too. They got dogs in them. I, I they'll they'll be there at the end. Yeah. I don't know if they're. I mean, they're they're you know, it's a. We're not that surprised that all of this happened. I would say uh, as a no. as a community. 
it's uh, like, I don't, and I don't like the, you know, I, I guess that, you know, the, that, that text back and forth situation with the moms, um, you know, I don't, I don't, I mean, I'm glad we didn't have that when I was playing because, and not that my mom would have engaged, I'm just saying anything like that at all. Uh, however, if she did, that would be so crazy, like chemistry wise, to come yeah. back and know that that, you know, had yeah. happened and it blew up on Twitter, like mm -hmm. with all the memes and all the stuff and da 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 da. You can kind of do without all that. I don't know. Like, hey, look, winning. winning. Winning is great. Yeah. Because if you win, no one's going to say anything. minimizes the social media. Winning stuff. cures whatever ails the team. Yeah. If you can win. Not for everyone. People are yeah. going to be upset, but overall the team will, will survive. You're right. I was just surprised by that, man. I, I was surprised I, by that, I will say. Yeah. yeah. I was surprised by that. Let's talk. I want to. All right, we. I gotta get. I gotta get going to practice soon. Oh, got you. Uh, but I got. I, we gotta talk about one more person. We gotta talk got about you. one more person because she's just been so special this year. Uh, yeah. Jane Watkins of USC, the other USC in in the women's basketball <laughs> world, yeah. Southern Cal. Um, I got. I got a couple stats here. Uh, a couple of them I, I stole. One of them I found. Uh, four. She has four thirty-point games this season, more than any freshman in USC history insane it's december 1st and she has more 30 point games than cheryl miller did as a freshman come on uh she is third in division one with 26.8 points per game this is what i, I found this one. all using the her hoop stats research fun. her hoop stats research hey. <laughs> uh so she has all right 26 point uh eight points per game third in division one she has 3.2 assists per game, 90th percentile in oh Division God. One. 7.5 rebounds, 94th percentile. 2.3 steals, 97th percentile. 1.3 blocks, 96th percentile. Dang. And only five players, excuse me. <clears throat> See, got you all verklempt and everything over there. <clears throat> I'm talking so much as a head coach. <laughs> it's, it's, my voice is. This is a gaudy stat line, man. All right, so uh, only five players have done that. 90th percentile right. in all of those stats, only five players have done it in, in uh, the power six. Yeah. You got Ariel Powers hey. at Michigan State. What's up, AP? Bridget Carlton at Iowa State. Two oh, just yeah. tremendous college players who yeah. are pretty good in the in the uh, WNBA. Yeah. Desiree Elmore at Seton. I forgot what year that was, actually. I should have got yeah. And then two pretty good ones. You got Jordan Horston okay. and Ryan Howard. Wow. So if she finishes up like this and there's no sense that it's going to stop because she looks kind of unstoppable. Yeah. Um, you know, we're talking an elite, elite, elite category. Yeah. Upper echelon. And then, you know, I just want to talk, mention her last game uh, against Penn State. So Penn State comes back uh, in the Baja Mar tournament. Yeah. Maybe it's that you know, this is their second to last game. They had a game after this. But oh, in, the, right. in their Thanksgiving tournament, uh, Penn State goes on a 14-0 run to take the lead at the end of the game. USC had been leading for, for a span there. And right. and then Penn State comes back 14-0 run. With, about, I think, three minutes left, mm -hmm. Juju goes on a 7-0 run, ends the game, wins it for USC. That's insane. I, now, what, what's the, the, what would you say? She's a, she's a freshman. She's a freshman. She's a freshman, what do all the hype <laughs> squads and all the stuff say? I mean, she's a freshman. And, and the thing about it is, we knew who she was coming in, right? But sometimes it takes 
a couple games or maybe a month or two, right, for freshmen to seamlessly transition into the more physical uh, collegiate level game, right? Um, but for her, there's been no gap or disjointed uh, transition for her into college basketball. And not only that, She's made the seamless transition, but she's been dependent upon to be the organizer of the of the mm -hmm. offense, right? She's a dog in the defensive end. She attacks the glass with relentless ambition. Uh, she's just insane, like across the board. So it's not just she's putting up these points. I'm like, no, she's putting up like across the board, like these stable stats um, that are more of a senior than of a freshman. And and the dependability of a kid like that, right? To yeah. to lead you and to put the ball in her hands in situations like that as a freshman. I mean, that's your it, it, it was like, like the whole team knew exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's what I was like, find her, like get her the ball. Can you imagine being a senior and in crunch time, like looking for a freshman to get the ball to? Mm -hmm. But if you want to win, going back to what we were saying about South Carolina, if you want to win, you know mm -hmm. what to do in those moments. <laughs> that's that's fine. The Hooper, right? Yep. Find the one that has ice in their veins is going to come and make plays for you, whether it be offensive or defensive plays, right? Get the stops, whether it's a, a initiating offensive uh, possession where they're setting up with passes mm -hmm. or somewhere you can get your own hoop. And, and I just think she is just um, she just loves the game. You could tell. Um, she's passionate about it, and well, I think what's interesting it's scary too, to think the upside. Hmm? That that's what I was about to say is like, uh, so I think like the athletic part is the part that is there. Like she is so athletically gifted yeah. that that's what she's using. Yeah. She's just, and, and we saw this a little bit with Michaela Full Wiley too. Yeah, just like this is a grander scale um, uh, for Juju. It's just she's like. Mm -hmm able to just get the ball off the rim and then she's out running people Gone. and it's kind of yeah. like you know there is a little bit of ryan howard when i saw it when i had that little stat that had ryan howard in it i yeah. was like that yeah, this is a little bit like ryan howard just that smooth athlete that gets Very down smooth. the court um and just like you know, it's it's she, her legs are so long that's kind of like she's you know it's like a gazelle running it's like very yeah pop, pop. and so i i think she that athletic part is there the part that's not quite there is her knowledge of the game and the mm. stuff that she can, she is going to definitely get better at. The right. stuff that she's definitely going to get better at is the stuff where she needs to be. And, like, that's a little scary. That's yeah. That's scary to think about four years down, three years down the road, four years down the road. Yeah. Uh, at USC when she's playing like this. And she's just. That's insane. She's got but every tool, every single tool. She does. And I think even with, you know, the basketball IQ side, I mean, she's a baby when you, when you think about it age-wise um physically gifted like you said but the basketball iq i mean you have to give grace to her for being fresh no no for sure <laughs> with that but like with every other freshman in the country right even i mean there's so many freshmen we should do a whole thing on just the freshmen because there are so many who have come in game ready and then game winner ready mm -hmm. like they're hitting game winners making game big game plays momentum changing plays um and they're freshmen so the, the bright side of that is, you know, there's there's this hunger to learn, right? If you're right. Juju and all the other freshmen too. But it, it's just so much fun to pour into kids like that, right? Because they're accepting it. They're not asking questions as to why what you're saying isn't going to work. They are taking in the information. They are registering it, you know, mentally 
and then they're applying it and executing it. Yeah. And so as the year progresses, I think it's just going to get better. And her understanding of not only the game plan, but of her teammates too. Absolutely. No, no yeah. doubt. No That's going to be fun it, to watch. It's just going to keep going up and like, it's exciting, man. I'm, 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 I'm stoked to see it. Uh, let's give it a few more games. They're one seed in the, uh, in wow. the bracketology. Dang. That's three. LA, so they... South Carolina and then three Pac-12 schools. Yeah. UCLA. The Pac-12. You got Stanford, UCLA. Stanford. Yeah. God, man. Wow. We, wow. 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 But what was the stat with, um, I know we have to go, but like um, with Juju and Lisa Leslie, what was the, she surpassed Lisa Leslie with something. I think there was it like a, been that stat, the, the third that you point, just had. Yeah, okay. 30.1. Cause there was like a whole graphic on that, but I didn't I know. Saw, I saw, that. I saw the, yeah, I got it. I got that from that one from somewhere. I didn't do the research, but oh, I feel you. I got two more things. We got to go in like now. All right. Okay. Come on. One Miami. Beats Mississippi State, baby. Let's go. 74-68. First ranked, uh, first road win versus a ranked opponent since yeah. 2016. Go Katie, Katie Meyer got the got the girls rolling. Go Katie. Yeah, and they did it with defense in that game. Listen, they locked it down, and that was that was a major deal because listen, Ole Miss isn't going anywhere. I mean, the no. SEC they're going to be battling through that conference, and they're ready for it. No, so. it's a it's a good basketball team in Mississippi State, and then I, I man, I think Miami. I'm not gonna get too excited because we haven't played that many people, but it, it looks good. But it did struggle with some some lesser opponents, but I think my it, it whatever. We don't have to get yeah. too far in the Miami. Just congrats <laughs> on the road ranked win, Go Canes, uh, Georgetown. Hey, another one of our teams on this podcast. Six and one for the first <laughs> time since 2010, 2010, 2011. Do you know what happened in that season? But, oh, that was uh, that was Sweet Sixteen. That's when they went to the Sweet Sixteen. That was Monica McNutt's team, I believe. Oh, really? And Sugar okay. Rogers. I was thinking. I was like, I was putting. I was trying to put two and two together. I was like, they have to have someone. Okay, so that's Monica and, and Sugar. Wow. And Sugar. Yeah, that was that squad, honey. Yeah. yeah. Sweet Sixteen made that run. And yeah. What, and our favorite player on Georgetown, Bree Scott, six point okay. one rebounds per game, third on team, eighty six percentile in the country. But but we look at the minutes. Look at her at uh, on the forty-minute scale, which is you know the, the best way to look at these things. Yeah, twelve point five rebounds per forty minutes, ninety-fourth percentile in D one. Let's go! Wow, Let's go I have to tell her that. Yeah. Oh, look at you combing all through with five. Oh yeah, I did. Um, snap that out. And go three, green. <laughs> look and and you know it's gonna, it's it's coming together. Uh, yeah, and, and after you know everything that happened to that team. Oh, um, and and losing Tasha, it's Fine. just amazing to see what they're doing. Shouts to shouts to Coach Smalls, uh, our our former colleague, current colleague at here at Her Hoop Stats, who, who's yeah. over there working uh, for Georgetown's basketball team, and they're doing. I love it. They're doing really great work, so I'm very happy that they, coming out in the wins win loss record. They are, and you know what? Um, that Tasha Tough is what they end every huddle with, Gabe, to this moment, and. There's still so much reverence for the impact that she made in her short time there mm -hmm. with the Hoyas. So, who I'm not going to say more than that because I would take myself uh, uh, somewhere I don't want to be. We'll talk more Georgetown oh, it's tough. when we we're will. ready and have tissues. Yes, yes, yes. And I'll be calling the game on Sunday when they're at Northwestern. So, okay. buckle in <laughs> for buckle, that one. <laughs> Strap up on that one. Four o'clock on Big Ten Network on Sunday in Chicago. Ooh. That'll be fun. <laughs> All right, Chrissy. I need to go to practice. Take you got to go to practice. I got to go. You don't have to go home. You got to go to practice. We got to get up out of here. <laughs> but this has been a fun one. A quick one, but a fun one. 
uh, for Courtside with Christine Gabe right here on the Her Hoops Stats Podcast Network. We're going to bring you more hoops. You know that. Mm -hmm. So come back next time and join us right here for my guy, Gabe Ibrahim, who has to get right out of the door. <laughs> I'm Christy Winter Scott. We'll see you guys next time. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.